You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. French court, we we bonjour, life was a chore, so she set sail. 2022 came, whoa, we have hit record and we are live, Queens, hello, this is the Queendom Podcast, I am your host Josh Mitchell, and uh, the lovely voice that you just heard opening up this podcast was the voice of Christina Modesto on the cast recording of Don't Lose Your Head, and I changed the intro up this week because Christina is joining us this week on the Queen of Podcast. And I thought, what better a way to start this episode than with the OG Queen herself. So I'm really excited about this one, guys. Uh, it's going to be good fun. We <laughs> had a bit of a rocky start, but hopefully you enjoy all the fun we have. Uh, and let's get to it. Here we go. Sorry, not sorry about what I said. I'm just trying to Hey Queens and welcome back to the Queen of Podcast. I am Josh and Christina and I are here just giggling away because we have had a mess of a start to this episode. <laughs> we are here. Hey Christina, how are you going? Hey Josh, I'm good. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. Um, how is life going for you right now with everything going on in the world? How are you traveling? I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, I'm traveling all right. It's really weird. I feel like I'm more busy now than I have ever been before. That's me you know right what? now. It is a, I know, I know. You know, it's like getting the podcasts in, do you know what I mean? Um, no, I know. Um, no, do you know what? It is It is a really strange old time, and especially like for our industry, it's like, oh God, what's going to happen? Mm. So you've just got to do your best, haven't you? And everyone's health is way more important than anyone's work, so we need to put that first yeah. and and see where we go next one foot in front of the other i think yeah it's um definitely an interesting time and i feel like the whole online realm is really starting to f- flourish a little bit everybody's kind of trying to be like i'm still here i'm still yeah here. i mean thank like, god we have it in a way right, right? Thank like god. this like, whole thing where i can sit here and chat to you on the other side of the world and yes, like it's 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 a really cool kind of thing, but also scary that it's taken something like this to make things happen. So yeah, what we are going to do to officially kick things off now that we've got COVID-19 out of the road, um, I've got a couple of questions. Um, Pineapple pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Yes. We are friends. Congratulations. (laughs) Anything on pizza, yes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The colour black or the colour white? Oh, black. Black. 
the first musical you ever saw? Oh, I think maybe the Return to, to the Forbidden Planet. Oh, I can't speak oh. now. The Return to the Forbidden Planet. Okay, and your favorite musical that you've seen? Oh God, that's really hard. Yeah, but um, I don't tend to have favorites. I, okay. I, it depends what I'm feeling at the time. Nice. But I kind of I think my one of my favorite musicals, which we have touched on previously, um, is In Heights. But I've never <sighs> seen it live on. Well, I have seen it live on stage. Actually, that's a lie. I saw the transfer of it. Idiot, yeah. Why were there? Heights is like, as soon as I found out you're in Heights, I was just like, Nina, hi. Oh, honestly, she was my fave. She's my fave. Still, to this day, it it, it was a really special experience. It was like the original version that we did in London. And it was was really intimate. And um, uh, everyone was doing it kind of for the love of it because it wasn't a lot of money. We weren't paid a lot. No one was not no, not the creatives, not the cast. Yeah. Like it was, it was purely like a love project, and That's... it was literally four weeks rehearsals, five weeks show, and just the best. It's the such best. a it's the best type of show for that as well. Like it's just such a there's so many story arcs and moments mm. in the show. The music, mm. man, the music is just that. Those drums, it just gets me. I can't. I, I like well. I, if you came here for six, you came here for the wrong reason because this is now an In the Heights podcast. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah, I listen, saw it for the first time when it was in. Well. And it's just a magical show to see staged and mm. just, oh, okay. We've got that out of the road. Last but not least, um, your Hogwarts house. What house are you in? Ooh, I'd love to think I was a Gryffindor, but I think they'd probably shovel me off to Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, <laughs> we will welcome you. I will I accept Hufflepuff. you. Right? Yes. We, we are the best. Do you know so, what? I mingle, so I could be I could be anywhere. Stick me in Slytherin. I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. We are off to a flying start. Flying. Um, so what was your introduction to the musical we're all here for, Six? Um, so what was yeah. your introduction to Six? How did you find out about the show? Um, so I just got a call from my agent saying, look, there's this show, it went to Edinburgh Fringe Festival and they're looking for a London cast. Um, we were sort of sold it as a bit of a workshop. It was kind of like early days. We did like two weeks rehearsal. Well, actually before that we auditioned quite a few, quite a few of us. There's like one full day of auditions where it was just round after round after round. Yeah. People getting cut, people getting moved around and singing with different people and everyone singing in front of each other. It was kind of like more of a sharing of work really than a than an audition it was it was really sassy and really wonderful and um really fun and um and then obviously then they sort of divvied out the, the six queens and we did two weeks rehearsal which is bonkers um and we literally did like every monday night through i think it was like november to january so it was literally like one night a week um trialing it out we started off kind of one show on the Monday and then by the end everyone was like buying tickets it was mad so we ended up having to do like a couple of shows on the same day but it was one of those ones where we were in rehearsals going um we know that there's something in this but is it gonna work and da 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 and then literally I remember being backstage with the girls before the first show and going well good luck team like and and then at the end of the show we bought we all walked up the stairs in complete silence all of us, just complete silence. We got to the dressing room and Genesis went, well, that was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and 
like, oh my God, that was amazing. Wow. Like, and it literally just, it was electric because it didn't have the design it has now. So yeah. we didn't have the same costumes, the same, we weren't on our own set. We didn't have our own rig. We did, however, have a nine piece band, which was Ooh. insanely awesome. Yeah. Initially. <clears throat> Um, before the music was like more tracked, but yeah, it was it was that pretty just cool. Blew my it was mind. A, yeah, because well, it was like six raw women, That's... like just making it happen. That is. So I remember the day they brought out some like stilly heels, and we were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, <laughs> <way."> no. <laughs> we've got like three hours on this set before we have yeah. to go on stage. But <laughs> give us some heel trainers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some boots, something oh. sturdy. Yeah. That is, but yeah. So I, I, two weeks, like, and because at that point, Carrie Ann would have been, she would have kind of worked everything out. But did you guys well, have Ka- Carrie? Carrie? We didn't have Carrie Ann. No, we had a completely different team as well. I know it's mad, isn't it? We had a completely different team. So it was, um, yeah, it was mad. It was real, real discovery. Like real. Wow. It was real discovery time did you guys work with the with the like student cast at all to like or was it just fresh slate we they came to watch one of the shows and we had like some drinks afterwards that was it was so so lovely the girls were like obviously we'd seen bits bits of the footage from before and um toby and lucy obviously and joe baton spoke like so highly of the whole experience and so it was great to meet them yeah it was great and also what i love about six is like you never get you know, so you can go to a show and you can kind of guess what kind of person is going to play that role. Yeah. In six, it's not like that. I've noticed like, that. Like, even with the Australian cast, like, we, I was able to see everybody but one of our swings. So, like, having those different people in those roles, it was just like, mm. wow, that's like something yeah. different that, yeah. wow, yeah, like, crazy. And everyone's like different size, shape, color, like, you know, it's, it's, there's no, there's no like, rule book with yeah, six. and like you, you have to be a female to it, like, listening to your vocal on the the track and then mm. that was my first introduction and then i saw the videos of millie which mm-hmm. is again completely different and then totally like, different, yeah. our Berlin that is just completely different again and it's just like yeah the same story it's just three different interpretations of a, a character yeah, and they sort of encourage that and i think that's what's so ace about it you it's know just, and I, I did just say actually you should you need to be female, but Toby Marlowe did end up going on once. I don't know if you ever saw, if you saw were, that. Like, were you there come that on, night? was that? No, that I was after there. you. No, I, I wish I was there. We got the <laughs> we got the videos, we got the footage, and and that was everything. <laughs> so you didn't get to see the show before you auditioned. Um, so what was your knowledge of the show going into? Was it just the brief? I mean, zilch. I mean, yeah, the brief and the the sort of little bits of. I remember my in our very first auditions, I had to speak the "Don't Lose Your Head" as a monologue because I did. I did. We didn't have the music, so we would we were doing the songs as kind of monologues, which is bonkers because obviously we didn't know the tune, so it made perfect sense to do it that way because we we had no like preconceived idea of the tune. <clears throat> and then on the very first day of rehearsals, which is probably one of my favourite parts of rehearsals, Lucy Moss and Toby Marlow literally performed the whole thing for everyone. Like we did the we did the the lines we did and during the read through, and they did all the songs, and it was just magic. It was magic. 
I wish you guys could have just heard my brain explode. <laughs> it's just the coolest. Just, just like, oh, like I wish I just have been a fly on the wall for this whole process because this every time I talk to somebody, there's something different where I'm just like, there's always a different side to the store, like the same story, but it's just a different perspective. It's like with the characters, everybody has just this yeah. different kind of cool experience that nobody else had on the show. And it's just like, Oh yeah. So cool. 100%. Um, so what was it like working with uh, the amazing six girls that you had to start creating this show and building it to eventually what it has come today? Yeah, I mean, you've heard them and you've, well, you've probably not seen them actually, but you've seen a few of them, but they're just, we just, every day was a roller coaster. The girls won't mind me saying this, but every day was a roller coaster. We all used to like turn up raring to go, like literally all stuff. And then we'd be like, we'd go through so many different emotions in like one day. We'd be like angry and that we couldn't figure something out and then we'd be like really sad and be really drained then we'd be excited again and it was and then we'd be absolutely knackered by the end of the day and then sleep and then literally eat sleep repeat it was like every day because it was just constant discovery and and you know we were quite vocal um yeah as well like as obviously like taking direction but people the, the team really listened to us and listened to what felt right what didn't feel right but the nerve-wracking thing was we had, like, literally 10 days to do 10, 10 numbers. That's so it was, it was hard work. It was hard work, but we laughed a lot. Yeah. Like, a and, lot. And I great. think that shows in, like, the character arcs. <laughs> like, with what's translated through all the cast is those emotions packed into 75 minutes. Like, yeah. And listen, the show doesn't work if the show doesn't work if those women do not support each other. Yeah. It, does, it categorically does not work. So you, yeah. there has to be this element of like we are we're in competition, but we 100% respect and support, and we have written this to celebrate each other. So yeah. the minute it becomes anything else, it can I think it can skew the piece a little bit. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. we were really lucky because we we had a great time. Yeah, 100%. Um, what was your discovery like of Berlin? So, like, how what research did you do into who she was or was it just kind of read it on the paper, hear the tune and go nuts? Um, I think I think it would be a bit naive to, like, not go in and re uh, research the history. So we did yeah. a lot of a lot of that and um, <clears throat> looking at how the Queen's connected in some way, in, in ways looking at what their relationships were like with Henry and then bringing it up to like sort of modern context kind of thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so we definitely did a lot of work on the history and, um, and then I think a lot of the Boleyn stuff comes in the kind of clues of the, her relationship with Aragon. Yeah. Yes. Like I think yes. There's, there's so much there. Um, I think me and Renee had a, had a really good fun with that you know, and, um, and I think that was a really good starting point. Um, also then the kind of sound of the piece was very Lily Allen, which actually weirdly yeah. is not my style at all. <laughs> so, so the way I sing on the soundtrack is not how I usually, I'm usually cast as like Killer Queen, Dragon and Shrek, yeah. like that kind of big, like booming kind of solely voice, yeah. belty voice, yeah. Um, but so, so the Berlin for me was a real challenge because it's like, it's the, the one that sings the least really. Yeah. And, um, 
and it was fun kind of grasping that Lily Allen sound. We did, did try her in my own accent. We did try her Welsh. Yeah. But I think because it was a new piece, it was nice to kind of stick to that Lily Allen kind of feel, you know, Taylor Swift, but yeah. with the English, English kind of twist. That's but yeah. So cool. Oh. Yeah. So what's, and what's, like, what's the other band called? The, is it the Ting Tings or something? Is yes. it the Ting Tings? I think it's they called it. it the song was a little bit of that as well. Is that what they're called? I can't remember what the song's called now. It might come to me as we go. But um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what has, was there any of your favorite parts of either your character or the show that have since been removed or changed in a way that don't? We had so many funny things in them, <laughs> even just through our process. <laughs> Sorry, you've just reminded me. Of, so during that Paris's song, so during Seymour's song, yeah, I sing that Paris's song because she's just iconic. Oh. Um, oh god, the first time she sang that, we all bawled our eyes out. I always it was, love. It was magic of what it would be like to be in the room the first time hearing like the read-throughs of shows like this, where like you think of how big they are now, like to yeah think of what you guys went through in that first read through i'm just like it would have been literally we were sat there like guzzling crispy creams in the break (laughs) like it's so funny but um but yeah nat and her voice moves just so smoothly through notes it's just incredible she's incredible but um during her song the the initial idea was that we would all come on with these kind of massive candelabras you know like like kind of lighters lighters effect so we kind of all came on with these like massive candelabras we did it in tech and they were like no that doesn't work and then we we had these giant like giant candles and then in the end they were like just cut the candles just get rid of the candles the idea was like really, really clever, I can see them being like, like we're going to make this work we're going to find gonna- a way that these candles are going to work <laughs> and then someone's sitting there like guys the candles aren't going to work we've got, we've got to just cut them <laughs> <laughs> let's just cut yeah, get rid of them so even in like our process like we were constantly adding and taking away things um, I think like the new version I really miss this, we ha- used to have like fans these like peacock feather fans um, when I kind of really missed those just because we had so much fun with those. But yeah. we, we had like, a, we had props for every, every number. I think for no way we had like wow. ribbons on sticks. And now it's <laughs> it was, like, it was amazing. Whole but now it's like, it. it's all cool. And you know, it's all yeah. cool and quirky. But yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was so fun. Like, um, but yeah, some of those things cut for the best. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a million things are coming to my head, um, but I keep forgetting them because we just go on these amazing tangents, but that's tangents. completely fine. Um, so what was it like um, going from that and then having people like, did you work with Carrie Ann? I didn't know. I've never met Carrie Ann. I would love to meet her and work with her one day because I think she's just, her work is incredible. Yeah. Um, so maybe one day, maybe one day. We'll set that up. Carrie Ann, if you're listening, um, when I'm in London, we're going to do a full meetup with everybody. And oh, yeah. it's going to happen. Um, so what's it been like for you to be in your position, having your voice on a recording, pretty much shaping the way people perceive a character, and then seeing that grow into this amazing phenomenon that it is today? Do you know what? It's really overwhelming, actually. It's been a bucket list thing for me. And my what I've wanted through this industry has really changed through time and and one of the things I love now is creating new work. I just yeah. love it. 
I love it more than going in to replace sort of someone else. And we knew that it was going to be special. Like you, you can feel, you can feel it. Yeah. But the fact that like, I mean, I think it was Toby sent me a message that was like, babe, you're playing outside, um, on, outside the theater on Broadway. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is mental. Like, this is nuts. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it is, it is pretty mind blowing. Pretty mind blowing. What's your thought process before? Like I'm one of these people. So <laughs> your voice was my introduction yep. to Berlin. Like, <laughs> like how, how crazy is that? That there's like millions of people around the world that their first introduction to that character is either a YouTube video with Millie or your voice on the recording. Like yeah, that, that is, it's, it, it, it's mad because when I was a kid, I knew what it meant to listen to those soundtracks, yeah. you know, you know, when you're a fan of the industry and you're a fan of the music and you just look up to those those things. So yeah, wow, it's 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 nuts. And I, I don't think it's fully fully sunk in for yeah. us, but yeah. What was I mean? Like- I reckon there should be like an OG, OG one off. I think. Yeah. I think we should we should like push that. That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> an OG one off performance. What was it like learning about the fact you were gonna record the show? Like, what was that experience I think like? It's just- I think it's just one of those things where like it's work at the time, yeah. you know, it's work and it's exciting. I was really, we hadn't seen the girls for a couple of months. So it was really lovely to like get back together and catch up. And we knew we were all going on to different things by then. Yeah. Um, so, um, so it was really nice to like meet up and to sing the stuff together again. And to, we just, la- I don't know if you've seen the footage, but again, we just laugh like yeah. so much. Like it's, it's the, the material is so fun to do. But never in a million years do you, even when you, you know, when you're singing it, you're recording it, never in a million years do you think, oh my God, this is going to be worldwide. Like you yeah. just don't, because, you know, it hardly ever happens. Soundtracks don't really take off like that, especially in Britain. Yeah. You know, American soundtracks. Uh, that's like the, the biggest thing about this is every, every, like I spoke to a ton of the producers at like Broadway Con and that type of thing. They're like, yeah, it's a British musical that is taking off in America and um, like Australia, it's, it's worldwide and it just yeah. doesn't happen very often. No, <laughs> especially it as a show this small as well. Like, it's yeah. not a lame is where it's a 40 person cast. No, like, it's not like bells and whistles. It's, it's yeah. simple, it's effective, and it's, and it's, um, I think it's, it's accessible to anyone. It's like, time, it's, it really it's is. the right period for the Timeless. This show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty, yeah. That that's crazy. Like, and also a new concept of that. Like, it's a gig, but it's a musical. Yes. Like, it's, it's a whole new concept, really. And I think that's and, and people have tried to do it before. I think. I think like there's been things leading up to it. Like you've kind of got like, the the way Spring Awakening was done, and you know, there's loads of these musicals that have kind of fed in. I think, but yeah. it's the first musical that's really, really done it from the, you know, from the get go and just kind of works did you guys have a moment like either during a show or after a show one night where you were like crap this is gonna be something like this is oh yeah huge yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think that first night i think that first night we all felt it that we all felt it because the rehearsals were i remember just being like because i had the first line of the show hello london i had to do that first line of the show and I remember saying to Lucy, I was like, 
I don't know if, if Londoners, knowing Londoners, are going to be like, hello, Queen. <laughs> like, are they even going to shout back? Like, we do that in Britain in Panto. But other, and she was like, trust me, they will. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, we're putting ourselves on the line here. I don't know. And, and literally, the first night happened, and it was like, wow. Like, okay, they're in. Adrenaline hits, and you're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as the music starts, that kind of rumbling. And, the you this, and then that yeah. opening number he sets it up that as yeah. soon as we speak that people are on board like yeah. it's so clever they're so clever so yeah 100 percent. after that first show we definitely had that moment definitely yeah. do you have a favorite experience that you've had either on stage or backstage with cast or a single cast member that you wish to share oh we had so many funny times um <clears throat> The original Mega Six is like iconic. That was really funny because it was completely different to what it was now, what it yeah. was before. It used to kind of, we used to go off stage and it used to start like really smouldering and smooth and like, alas, my love, like really like a cappella off stage. And it was like, it was really, really funny. So that was, that was kind of, and it had my favourite moment, um, my favourite bit in it, which is now cut. Um, but we had so many moments on stage where, <laughs> where, you know, we'd look at each other and go, where do we, where do we sort of go next? And then, and, and sort of funny things would happen. I, I did a turn and smacked my head straight into the proscenium arch. That was quite funny. <laughs> Literally lost my head almost. That's um, great. Oh, there was, there were just so many funny times. Um, I, I think I'd need the girls here to like, to really reminisce, but just, yeah, so many, that so many funny things. Especially I because we, <laughs> I know, well, because we had so little time to, to get everything right. Yeah. It was constantly changing. So some of the things that happened on stage were just hilarious. <laughs> um, but we sort of just, it, it kind of was all in the vein of the piece. So it was, yeah. the audience are kind of with you, aren't they? So they just kind of, um, they kind of go with it and, and you all kind of go with it. And that's, yeah, it's brilliant. The audience is kind of, a big part of the show as mm. well. like it's, it's yeah 100 percent. it's like they're like the seventh queen really aren't they like it's not like a sit there and chill out for two and a half oh, hours no. like we're gonna have an intermission in the middle for you to kind of refresh and then we're gonna go again this is like be ready from the start because if you blink you you're gonna miss something that's it yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. i think that's it doesn't cool. work without an audience I, um, I know that's really silly to say because most theater shouldn't work without an audience but yeah, like you said, they're involved. It's immersive. Yeah. It's, you know. So being, having said that, the queendom itself, the fans are insane people. Yeah, um, they're amazing. So what was it like seeing the fan base of the show kind of grow and people start recognising you and Instagram and that whole thing? What was that whole yeah. social experience for you like I mean, I'm pretty rubbish at social media anyway. <laughs> but it, it is mental. It is mental because you're so easily accessible yeah. um, nowadays as well. People can so just get in touch. I mean, it used to be like if you wanted to, to get in touch with someone, you'd have to email their agent and then it would the, the fan mail would go through. And like but, this you know, whole experience here was like a yeah, message on Instagram. Hey, want to come on? <laughs> I know, yeah. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. But it's amazing. And... And the messages I get are always really like wonderful. Like, and you know, there are, I do get some, some sad ones too. And yeah. I do my best to try and, you know, um, help if I can. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, 
it's it's awesome. It's really awesome. I, I probably haven't experienced it as much as say someone like Millie has, having been on the show for like way longer. And yeah. you know, um, it. I, I I guess she would maybe, or those queens would maybe have a sort of different experience of it. But yeah, it, it's amazing. And and I I think the show isn't what it is without the fans. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's. It, it's really it's, propped up by them. It's a different vibe to other shows as well it's not yeah. that kind of it's accepting though isn't it 100%. it's so accepting there's something in it for everybody i think like it's yeah. not a that it attracts to so many different generations and people and whoever you are there there is something in this show for you um it's just go in with an open yeah. mind and find it really yeah it also kind of humanizes queens humanizes celebrities you know, and and you sort of realise that kind of anyone can be who they want to be. Like, yeah. you're okay, not you're born into the royal family, whatever, and they were. But you know, there are qualities in each queen, in each like pop diva that people recognise in themselves. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's e- yeah. Even thinking of that, like. I, I'm currently doing research for the history. I'm doing a history um, segment to this podcast coming in, in a couple of weeks. Um, but doing the research into how the Tudors came about, the mother of Henry VII, like Margaret Beaufort herself was an incredible woman who was way ahead of her time, who gave birth at 13 years old, mm-hmm. had lost her husband like three months beforehand, then left her, like, her son with his uncle to go out and find a husband on her own. Like, that whole process of strong women doesn't start with the six wives or anything like yeah, that. It nope. goes way back. And it goes way, way back, yeah. The more you like dig into history, I think that's what the show has kind of shone a light on. Like, mm. cool, we write, history was taught, and someone said this to me the other day, history is told by men. Um, so the yes. male perspective is always shown stronger. You don't get that. 100%. And I think this show shining the light on these women who went through some pretty terrible things um, just kind of highlights that kind of whole process. 100%. And there's there's some amazing shows that that do that. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of Amelia. That was an incredible... Look it up. It was was incredible. We'll go on a tangent now, but just some amazing, amazing moments about women in history. I recently, I just worked at the RSC and they did a play called The Whip, which is about um, the abolishment of British slavery in Britain. And that points out some amazing women at that time. And, you know, it just... There was some some really good work happening at the moment. Yeah. And to, I feel like that's a shift that. that's happening as well. A lot of people, instead of going it's to... It's about women time. Right? <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's people are going, okay, cool. We've had all the main stories get told from history. How about we go looking for something that needs a light shone to it? And creatives are yeah. like, especially, I think this is going to be the time where we see creative production flourish because people have so much time on their hands they're digging through mm-hmm. books something's going to be found that in two years when it's written and starting to be pushed through it's going to be like cool yeah this is the lots of people with ukuleles <laughs> singing about isolation <laughs> 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 but no it's true this is when great work happens yeah. you know it's uh, 
I'm, I'm quite excited. It's going to take a while to get going, I think, but I, but I think I'm excited about what's at the other side because people want more, they, you know. Yeah. And right now people are searching, they're realizing how much they miss creative arts and like and it's always the first thing to suffer isn't it it's always yeah. the first thing to suffer funding wise and people don't realize how important morale and entertainment and, and education and communication is yeah. through those art forms and i know you're working on a really good project at the moment the agony actor um speaking of morale and communication so do you want I to am, yeah. that real quick because i've seen you talk yeah. about it and let's highlight this because it is important ah <laughs> oh, thank you that's amazing um yeah, it's been an idea of mine for like um, a while. I just didn't really know how to kind of um, move forward with it. So with help of like friends and um, books and uh, and just general sort of thinking things through and and my experience in the industry and also jobs between the industry, I sort of came up with the Agony Actor, which is a personal support system for anyone within the industry actors or or, or anyone really um who needs it um it's sort of for when you don't need therapy um but also you don't want to bring your friends and be like this has just happened and your friend goes yeah well it happened to me too so come on yeah. just get on with it you know yeah um so it's basically a kind of one-stop shop for anyone that needs support a kind of mentor really and everyone uses it I'm really overwhelmed at the response of it and and the, the people that have got in touch like everyone uses it for different reasons and, yeah. and I love that because that stretches me and that pushes me and you know it's I'm learning so much and they're learning so much and, and we're having a great time doing it so yeah it's it's a really complicated one to explain, but the website yeah. is www.agneactor.com. So if anyone wants to check it out. I will um, pop the link in the description there. below for anyone that oh, wants to check that out. Smash um, in and get in touch. Because yeah. I've even had people from other countries, um, yeah. you know, because now think, that we have this online um, again, situation. Yeah, the online thing. Yeah. Back, like this is exactly yeah. full circle. <laughs> and I've almost launched it. I almost launched it last year and then I went away with work and I wanted it to be face to face. I wanted it to be, you know, really almost like real friendly chat. So that's the vibe I want from it. And, um, uh, for some reason it just never, I just didn't, I didn't, I was always away working. I thought I can't really put my whole heart into this and I need to, because it's something I really, really care about. Yeah. And, um, and then when this happened, I thought I just have to do it. it. Yeah. I have to do it now because, you know, people need it and and i can give it so why wouldn't i you yeah. know so it's been it's been great so far yeah that's amazing ah. i love that <laughs> so check the description out below if you guys want the link for that one before we wrap up i have two more things i want to touch on one is another show that you're in we will rock you you've mentioned killer queen um yeah we will rock you holds a special place in my heart too because it was my second show that i did um so ah. what was your experience like with that because that's another kind of iconic transition of queen into a musical so how was that whole process and killer queen is an insane character in her own right um so how did yeah. you enjoy we'll rock you i mean i was really lucky because that was my very first job out of drama school and um i i remember going into the audition and thinking oh scaramouche on me i'd love to i'd love to play those roles i didn't even think killer queen was an option because i thought i'm so like young i just didn't even think it was an option and 
I went in with my little Whitney number and um, and, um, and they sent me the Killer Queen stuff and I just thought, oh my God, because I'd seen it a year or two before and was like, I really want to play that role. And then I kind of forgot that I ever thought that because I thought it would just <laughs> never be an option until I was older. Um, so that was my introduction into the industry. That was me learning on the job. That was me just, I was blown away by everything. Yeah. I just... I remember walking past Brian May on the stairs and just being like, do I say hello? Do I say hello? Do I say hello? And he looked at me and he went, hello, Christina. And I was like, ah! You know who I am? <laughs> I was like, what a legend. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I worked with some amazing, amazing people on that job. And also when I left work, when I left that job, I also went back to dress on it as well. So it was really like, it was really like my family and I really miss it at that theatre. I miss popping in and seeing all the amazing creatives and all the cast members, but there's still a real family feel because this, it was open for so long that, you know, most people have like an affiliation with it or yeah. have a love for it. So it's an, again, another one of those shows that really has like that family feel. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that was my, yeah, that was my introduction to, to theatre and, and yeah. yeah, I just had, the most amazing time. For those young people, you touched on drama school. Um, what is your uh, advice for people that are considering getting into the arts, um, thinking about going to drama school or studying drama at college? Um, Sorry. That, that's okay. We've got, a, we've got a, another guest star. It's okay. My dog has just literally headbutted the door and he's going. <laughs> Hang on a second. That's all good. Your <laughs> That's correct. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So, for those people that are thinking about a, a career in the arts, what is your kind of um, advice for people thinking about drama school and that type of thing? Um, I think my biggest advice is um, be open. Um, try not to compare yourself to other people. Everyone is on their own journey, and it's all about knowing yourself, getting to know your product, what you want to be at the end of training. Um, so just absorb, absorb everything. Um, even if you don't agree with it at first, because even things you don't agree with may make you better. So I think absorb everything and just practice, 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 practice. And, and hard work pays off, I think. But just don't get down in the dumps celebrate other people's successes and then they'll celebrate yours yeah. you know this, and this industry really is a easy. massive thing with self-belief and negativity if you get into that negative mindset it's gonna destroy you so you've got to find the positives in every situation if it's not your positive celebrate someone else's because yours is coming you've just got to wait a little bit longer just got to wait and you just got to keep keep persevering and keep yeah. you know and it never changes i was, I was talking to someone about this just like you can you can work and do a job and then still have to start from scratch again and yeah. feel like everyone else is overtaking you or you know you're kind of racing ahead but a little bit unprepared and you always feel these things and, and you're always in a position to compare yourself and I think it can be really destructive I think it yeah. can be you can you can it can help you move forward too but yeah yeah 100% and I think the negatives happen and I think you allow yourself time to to work out how you push through those negatives. Yeah. But um, but 100%, you have, to, you have to change your perspective. You have to 
you know um try and look at it in a way that is gonna it's gonna push you further forward yeah. if that makes any sense i absolutely love that that is so good and that is a perfect way with those words of wisdom to wrap things up with our final question what is one thing you miss the most about sixth musical i miss the ensemble feeling and i miss singing with those five girls i miss that we need to get together <laughs> we'll host the reunion right here let's, let's know, meet everybody yeah, and we'll get them all on here and we can have a good cry together <laughs> we managed to get like four of us together at amy atkinson's um uh, gig and that was pretty ace yeah. so we need to we need to we need to do it we'll get it sorted we'll uh yeah we'll organize it um but queens that is all of us for this week at the queen of podcast thank you to christina for joining us oh thank you for having me as is absolutely any time uh queens as always you can find find you can follow me on uh instagram facebook and twitter at the queendom cast also oz queendom if you guys have any questions just reach out you know where we are but do it do it brings us to the end of this episode queens and we will see you next week goodbye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.